morning, Mr. Eric. How are you doing today? Well, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Thank you for coming on the show today. Um, man, a lot of things have changed, but I am excited to have you on the show today. Uh, finally getting to connect with Park University. I am most humbled to have you on today. Um, now, tell people a little bit about yourself so they know who's on, on, on today. Sure. So, uh, my name is Eric Berg. I'm Associate Vice President for University Engagement at Park University. I've worked here off and on for about 20 years. Uh, in between times, I've worked for a membership association based in, in Washington. What's kind of funny about that is I worked from home back in the late 90s and early 2000s. So everybody who's experiencing this being at home thing, I've lived it for seven years. I have a, have a bachelor's of arts from uh, University of Kansas in sociology and an okay. uh, MPA degree from Park. Okay. I also, uh, on the side, I'm a huge soccer fan. I played uh, into, into college and I'm an announcer, not only for our men's and women's teams here at Park, but for two other teams in Kansas City, the Kansas City Courage and color uh, announcer for the Kansas City Comet. Yes, I, I've had a, um, an opportunity to come to Park University a couple of times. I have two friends who go to Park University and it's like 30 minutes away. And it's pretty cool when I got on campus to see they guys have an underground, um, a whole class underground and all that. That's, that was pretty cool to see that, you know. Yeah. Now, what is what does it look like in park right now how has this affected the campus oh it, it it's changed dramatically so when the announcement w was made by a lot of schools that they were moving yes. classes online uh, a, a lot of schools dealt with it differently for us at park we're a little bit unique because we've been teaching online since the 1990s in fact we've been online before google was launched if you can believe that so wow. We were already planning on teaching some classes. We're already in the process of teaching some classes online. But for a lot of our, our classroom professors, they already have an online course shell. So the ability to either move that class online or, or offer it via Zoom, I think we were better prepared than a lot of schools to make that, to make that move. And so right after our spring break, everything moved online one way or the other, either taught via Zoom, just a minimal number of courses via Zoom. Most of the courses are taught via an online platform where faculty have posted videos, they can engage with students, and, and they're doing their office hours via Zoom. There are about 40 students still living on campus now, and about any given day, 20 to 30 of us who are still working on campus. Now, how does that work, being that um, social distancing and all of that, how does that work having 40 students on campus do they um, single to eat meals or how does that work? So our, our uh, pirate cafe, which is our food service, they implemented different food delivery options right after we changed. And so every meal is a takeout meal now. There aren't okay. at the cafeteria. And so uh, I've eaten there as well. You literally bring your, your ID card uh, or in, in the case of the students that they have, there's actually a sign-up sheet where you find your name and you just check your name off and then you you uh, they you tell them what food you want they package it for you and you can take it okay. back now with uh, having people on campus so the, the apartment is it one person per room or how does that work so is it two people per room or how does that work 
it's a combination right now. I think most of them are multiple people per room, but because everybody's been on campus and been confined, we're trying to, the challenge for us is making sure we don't have unexpected visitors on campus. So we're not as concerned with the people who are here. And for those of us who are working here, we have social distancing protocols. We're washing our hands. The offices are being cleaned. It's guests that might show up. So we're really trying to restrict that. Yes, because I also know that you guys have a, a high number of international students with this. Are there international students on campus, off campus? Where are the majority at right now? All of the above. The, the majority are off campus. So uh, this fall, we had about 250 international students representing 58 countries. And so when the decision was made uh, around spring break to change to an online format, some students went home. Other students live off campus or staying in their apartments off campus, and then we have remaining students on campus. And so the end of semester for us is supposed to be, well, it still is next Friday. And so on Friday, our residence halls will close, and our student life or residence life staff are working with individual students who can't get back home to their home countries to find a summer solution off campus. Okay, so that means they are, you guys are pretty much making sure the students are not, you know, in harm's way. Now, um, give, me a, give me a little bit more details uh, when it comes to admissions for you guys now. With everything going on, are you guys still accepting people or how is that working? Yeah, it's a challenge for a lot of schools. And if, if you uh, look at, at articles online, there's a lot of question in terms of what enrollment might mean at a UMKC as well as a park. Yes. For us, it's a little bit different because, well, let me let me walk back. There, there's some parallels between Park and UMKC. We have a combination of residential students and commuter students, just like UMKC does, but we have more adult learners as part of our student population. And so what we don't know is how many people are going to decide, I'm just, I was a student in the spring, I'm going to take the semester off and see what takes place. We also don't know what stay-at-home orders might be in place in the fall. So I know that UMKC is planning to be open uh, come August. We're still evaluating what makes sense for Park. And I think that the uncertainty creates challenges for students trying to figure out what am I going to do. Yes. So we're waiting to see how what decision we might make and what impact it might have on enrollment in the fall. What about summer? Is there, is there summer classes or are summer classes canceled or just online classes? So two things. Um, summer is going to be online, but we also know that a lot of high school students have been impacted by the changes this, this past month and a half. And so we're launching a new program for high school students called Early College Option, where they can actually take online okay. up to two college courses to get a head start on college. And, and the way we're doing it is this will only be high school students. We're not going to mix the high school students with park students. But we think that we need to be flexible, not only for our current students, but for other students that might be impacted by all the changes in the United States. Okay. Now, if, because I think there's, uh, the, uh, the state is planning on opening up everything at the end of, probably at the end of this month or something or next month. Now, if that happens, is probably going to open doors to students coming in to get tours or walking around? How does that How does that work? So it's tricky because there's different orders. There's state-level orders, there's county-level orders, and city-level orders. And so 
Platt County, which is the, the county that our Parkville campus is in, we have a smaller office space or, or classroom space in downtown Kansas City, but nothing's changed in their order. We can only do distance learning and any em employee who's still on campus, we have to practice six feet social distancing. And so we're still in the status quo until May 31st, and we're waiting to see what we're allowed to do from June the 1st. Now, uh, let me ask this, because I think uh, being an international student, I think this is important. Like, do you guys already have students who you've already admitted for the fourth semester who are on hold right now? Yeah, and I think one of the challenges is we just don't know. And I had a conversation with a colleague about this this morning, not only in terms of uh, making sure they have all the visa paperwork in place, but also their flight information in place. And so we can't wait too long to make a decision, but we also want to make sure that we make the right decision. So that way, international students aren't impacted negatively because of any changes that take place. But what we were anticipating, not only are our international student athletes being back in the fall, but, but non-athletes who take undergraduate and graduate courses here. Okay. Now, shifting a little bit to graduation, how does that look like at Park University this semester? Well, uh, we were supposed to have our graduation in Independence on Saturday, May the 9th. Because their stay-at-home order runs through May the 15th, we had to cancel that graduation. So we're doing a few things that we made available to our, our graduates. One is we've given them the option if they want to participate in the December ceremony, they can. Right. We're going to do three uh, dedications or three commemorances next week in honor of our May graduates. One, we're going to be posting a video with comments from May graduates on our social media channels next Saturday. We're also gonna be lighting up McKay Hall, which is our signature building in honor of the graduates and school colors all next weekend. And uh, an interesting thing that we're gonna do next week, I'm not sure which day yet, is we're gonna tie ribbons around the trees on campus in honor of our graduates. And so we want our graduates to know we're still excited for them. We wish things hadn't turned out this way, but we're the best that we can to, to let them know that that we appreciate them we're proud of them and and to make the best out of the situation for them okay cool that's awesome because i mean it's pretty much the same situation here, here at umkc where um students are given that option to either go to the fall graduation or you know do the virtual one which i think having a fall graduation is going to be awesome but at the same time i'm really concerned about the capacity you know how long would that graduation be? Is there gonna be a section for you know, students who are graduating in the fall and then for spring students, or is it gonna be all combined together? That's gonna to be a lot of crowd. So our, the way we do graduations is different than UMKC. We do, an, well, right now, we currently do an all-in-one. We don't break it out by college. And so typically our December graduation is smaller than our May graduation is. Okay. Um, we, rent out the Community of Christ Auditorium in Independence to do this event. And we've streamlined it in a way in recent years where it goes fairly quickly. We have graduates walking up on both sides of the stage. Yes, it would be longer to have everybody there, but really we're only gonna do one graduation speaker. The president's only gonna speak once. It would just be accommodating a percentage of students who would have been in May who will decide to come in December. 
Okay. It probably look more like a May graduation does than a typical fall or December graduation is. Now, what is, uh, what is, uh, is Park doing any extra thing to, you know, help students either get internships or jobs? Because, you know, um, for me personally, I was supposed to go to OHA by South by Southwest and that got canceled. Nesby conference got canceled. So a lot of big events that were supposed to be like an entrepreneurship and job hub for people got canceled. Is there something you guys are doing to say, you know what, this got canceled, but we have this option for you guys to, you know, go and get an internship or a job? Well, and I, I spent some time focused on it because career development is part of our team here in university engagement. So they have been meeting with students individually, virtually. So they've been doing virtual appointments. They've taken their programming they normally do on campus and they moved it online. So they've had uh, sessions kind of like what we're doing with employers, tips, strategies, et cetera. And we have an online career portal that was already in place, but we're pushing more students to that right now in terms of, of internship and job postings. And so, although it's not the same as when career development is open in Parkville, we can serve as many students as we can considering the circumstances via an online format. Now, um, is there some updates that you wanna let students know about that they um, usually might have to go to the online website or are there some things you guys are working on right now that students should know about? We're posting whatever we can online, not just on our website, but also on our social channels. So we have a coronavirus page like UMKC does, like other schools do. And so we've been posting updates there. Okay. We've already announced what our plans are for summer we're trying to figure out what the fall scenario is gonna be. And I think that's really the big question students have is, what is it gonna look like come August? And so we're looking at all sorts of options to see what is, first of all, we gotta make sure that everybody's safe. We also wanna make sure that we deliver what students expect of us. And so we're, we're weighing those different variables in place. Okay, that's awesome. Now, um, from my own personal plug, now, me speaking to you, and you are um, the Associate Vice President of Engagement. Are we going to see a future, um, you know, a collaboration between the fight of KC and Park University? Because I really want to be able to come on campus and, you know, inspire students about leadership. So, are we going to be able to see something like that in the future where we'll come on campus and, you know, have a, a cool event to let people know that, you know, we got them, or we, we can keep going? Well, I think the short answer is yes, and I would say because of all the changes, there's two more reasons for us to, to talk about connecting with Fired Up. First of all, if, if UMKC is back open in the fall and, and parts back open in the fall, we're going to have to figure out a way to do programming that gets opportunities for the most students at the most schools. So I think Fired Up for sure, but there may be other ways that students at Park and UMKC can connect and share resources. And I think secondly is, since we don't know what the future holds, I think the work that you've been doing with Fired Up KC is going to be critical for our students as they figure out the new normal. How do I build out my network? What's happening across Kansas City and throughout the world? And so it's not just connecting with like our career development office. Students can benefit from learning from students at other schools. And so I think you would be doing a valuable service for our students and because our students have unique opportunities, I think yeah. they're in KC that can learn from them as well. Awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll be looking forward to it because I've been to Park probably like two or three times, um, just coming to have 
there was like an international the international event that happened on Park, at Park University. I came to that and it was it was pretty awesome just to see how you know there was like a lineup of different culture and it was it was pretty cool. Um, and I think um, being there, I had it was me and then I think it was three other young students who were there. And I think having that kind of connection it goes a long way to say that we are all together. Um, you know, it helps us you know be able to interact and exchange cultures and values. So I think. If when this is all over, it would be cool to you know have awesome events like that either on your campus or on our campus, just to be able to connect with your students and you know motivate them and inspire them as well. I think the the one thing that we've learned through all this, for the most part, that those of us who work at the universities, we have colleagues at, at other schools. I have colleagues at UMKC that I stay in contact with. But I think we could do a better job in Kansas City of connecting students across campuses. So sure, there's an opportunity at UMKC for you to connect with students, not only in other clubs, but from other countries. But imagine if we were more consistent about this moving forward, there would be opportunities for events that UMK students could attend here and vice versa, and then at other campuses. Imagine the network that you would develop, the new experiences you would get, and the new opportunities that might open up for you and, and your classmates there. I think it could be pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm honestly 100% with it because um, I feel like being a college student, and sometimes we get in this, you know, this frame of like, I'm in this campus and that's just where I want to be at. But I think there's more to it. The only way that students get to other campuses is for parties. They only go to either UMKC to KU party or KU to UMKC party. But then um, that is not how, you know, you grow people. You can connect with them in that way. But I think, you know, being able to have awesome, legit events on different campuses and having all the um, universities come together, um, you know, say something different about Kansas City coming together as a whole. So I think that's something that, you know, we should be looking forward to the future because, um, I think I know there is a lot of talented students at, at Park University and there's a lot at UMKC. And I feel like if we can combine this mind together, we might have something big here. Yeah, the, the one thing I would add, I think there's an opportunity for students to lead here because as you can imagine, the staff at UMKC and Park, we're, we're, we're busy always focusing on things on our campus. And I think that students could lead the way in saying, we want more than what we just get on our campus. Not that you just only get what you get on your campus, but Think about the way that, that you could lead with connecting students across campuses and also connecting students at UMKC with nonprofit organizations, civic organizations, et cetera. I know Enactus at UMKC has been really strong at doing this uh, in the yes. entrepreneurial community. I think there's an opportunity for other student groups to have similar experiences. And think about by the time that you all graduate, how much longer your resumes are going to be how much more that you're going to have to offer to prospective employers. I think, I think it would be great for everybody. Now, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, another thing would be a lot of people do not know the power of LinkedIn because I just found out the power of how LinkedIn can help you connect with anybody, you know, because I, I, I was using Instagram, but then I got on LinkedIn. I'm like, okay, this is because it's at first it looks intimidating because the people you see there are always on their suits and they're like, man, I don't know if I can pull this up, but I think, you know, teaching those concepts to students that this is a platform that you can actually go on and connect with people. Like, I connected with you on LinkedIn, and if I didn't have you as a friend, because the, the, the first time I saw your profile, I was like, oh, dang, Park University. I didn't even know I had someone from Park on my page. And I was like, how are you doing? I just reached out. So it's, it's easy to connect with people like that. I think that's something that I want to be, I want to start teaching people, teaching students once this is all over, that 
you have an, uh, an advantage with, with LinkedIn, literally. Anyone can add you so long as you're a student. So I think that's another big topic. I think we, I need to pose an every student on, on campus to know that there is a big opportunity on LinkedIn. Well, I, t- I totally agree with that. I was going to say our career development, that's, that's one of the areas they focused on in the, in the last couple of years is how do we educate students about the power of LinkedIn? So if you're planning yes. on in the workforce, that is a great tool to use for networking, not only with directly with employers, but people that might be graduates of UMKC or part who work at employers that you're, you're thinking, hey, I could work there as well. You know, funny story about LinkedIn. I was actually one of the first first people to get on LinkedIn in about two years. Believe it, it's been around that long. And Wait, when when was this? When was this? Two thousand four. I've been on LinkedIn. Wow. <laughs> and it was a tech guy uh, who I was in a meeting with, and he's like, "Hey, there's this new online tool, online community. I just yeah. got connected with you. Ought to think about it." And so, yeah, I've been on LinkedIn for about sixteen years. Yeah, man, I am I am loving this conversation. I didn't know we we're gonna go in deeper into this, so I uh, <laughs> I'm excited that you came on today, and um, this is this is really valuable. And I and I'm, I I hope and I'm planning that you know once this is all over, um, this is not gonna be our first or last uh, meeting. We're gonna be talking more and being able to educate students. I think you know there's a, a definitely a valuable thing that we can teach the people, and I think you know connecting with this would be awesome. Now I want to ask you one last question. What is one thing you want to do when this is all over? Yeah, I want to get back to announcing. So I'm, I'm supposed to be announcing the, the Kansas City Courage this summer. It's uh, the summer women's soccer league uh, that has players from colleges all over the metro area, including UMKC. And the season right now, it, I don't want to say it's on hold, but we're waiting to see if that's going to happen. I love announcing those games. I'm looking forward to announcing college soccer in the fall. In fact, I announced three UMKC women's soccer games as a substitute last fall, too. So I'm hoping that my summer and fall has a lot of soccer on it. And obviously, I want students back on campus. It's it's very quiet to be here every day <laughs> when it's only a few people here and, and you miss the noise of the students the excitement of the students. And so it doesn't really feel like being on campus. It will again one day, and I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. That's great. Well, I just want to say thank you again, Mr. Eric, for coming on this show. And um, I hope to keep ex- expanding the connection and hope to keep growing and just keep doing the good work and keep pushing it. And we'll see you on the other side. Uh, thank you again. And stay safe and stay healthy. Um, yes. Appreciate it. Keep doing what you're doing with your show. And uh, good luck to you and everybody else at UMKC. Also, also if people want to get uh, get a hold of you, where, where can they find you? What is your, is that LinkedIn or are you on other social media platforms? I am. So if you look at my, the bottom of my Zoom screen, you'll see my account name, okay. at Eric Berger. That's my account for Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook and uh, I'll be glad to connect. And, and I'm, I'm very sincere about this, that, it's part of my responsibility to give back to others and not just take from other people. So yes. reach out to me just like, like you did and uh, see what this turned into. Maybe there's opportunities for other your viewers to connect. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on today. I hope you have a great day and stay safe out there. You too. Take care.